Hello and welcome to the Shea Honey podcast, inspiring creative career change. Today, I'm so happy to welcome my guest, Sophie Roberts, onto the Shea Honey podcast. Sophie is somebody that I've followed on social media for the last decade or so. And so I was thrilled when she agreed to come on this podcast and talk to me about her career so far. Sophie, welcome to Shea Honey. Can we begin with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here and talk with you today. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, everything that I do is about challenging yourself. And my biggest passion is that we all have this ability to be this brave, confident, resilient version of ourselves, but that standing in the way of that are our fears and limiting beliefs and conditionings that we've picked up from the past. Um, and you know, on the other side of the fears and the limiting beliefs is the person that we really want to be and the way we really want to live our lives. And, you know, we have to really go out there and fight for that person and that life. So for me, when we challenge ourselves, we get the opportunity to kind of go through that transformational period. And you come out the other side with a different set of beliefs about yourself, a different mindset. And those then change into you know how you talk about yourself what you put yourself forward for up leveling your confidence up leveling your self-trust and from there you can create you know a totally different life um from the one that you were you were living before so my business is called challenge sophie and that's what i'm known for on social media and um it is a journey that started back in 2008 when i was in my first job out of university. Um, I was doing sales for a London tech startup yeah. and I, I, I decided I needed to challenge myself as a way to find the answers to these big burning questions that I had about myself and life and really to find out who I was, what I was capable of um, and what my limits were, you know, what my purpose was, all these kind of big questions. And I guess I felt that when you're going through education and you're you're being you know you're kind of being prepared for adult life that there's this idea that your job is the place that you're going to get the answers to all those questions yeah and that the place that you're going to get this fulfillment and you know it's going to be your purpose and it's going to cre create your identity and all these kind of things but actually I found that the truth was not that and the job was you know, oh, okay, well, you don't like it. Well, so does loads of other people don't like their jobs, but you just get on with it. And mm. they're all like, oh, okay, well, you see yourself doing all these other things. You know, you want to progress in your life. You want to, you know, you see yourself having so much more potential than what you're currently able to, to do. But, you know, you've got to play by the game. You've got to play by the rules. You've got to work your way up there, all these kind of things. Mm. And so the decision to challenge myself um, was born from okay well I understand now how the corporate world works and I'm I'm going to play that game um, I'll play by those rules but at the same time I'm going to take my life into my own hands and see what else there is out for me uh, what else there is for me outside of this nine-to-five job yeah amazing and when when and how did you because like you obviously then got to the point where you left the nine to five job, I think I'm right in saying. And so how did you kind of manage that balance between or, or know that it was the right time uh, to do that? And how did you approach that? Yeah, I think um, everyone sort of sometimes thinks there's this big kind of 
epiphany moment um, that you just decide. But actually, it's it, it always is, you know, a series of smaller things leading up to that. So taking you back a little bit, um, before yeah. I quit my job, I was basically working in the world of tech startups and having a phenomenal time being part of the growth team of um, what was at the time the UK's fastest growing tech startup. Mm. I was managing a team of 20 to 30 people. Um, I absolutely loved managing. I loved leading. I was I, I built the company culture at this business, which was has now turned into one of the best companies in the UK to work for. And, you know, I, I had loads of friends there. We would, you know, we would in a very fast paced, high growth environment that was really exciting. And at the same time throughout my career, I'd been doing all of these different challenges. So the two were kind of meeting in the middle and they were creating this domino effect of, you know, on my weekends and my evenings, I'd go and do these, uh, sorry, weekends and holidays, I'd go and do these challenges. And each time I was challenging myself in the adventure space and the outdoors, I was building more confidence and I was gearing myself up to be able to do bigger, longer, harder, you know, cha challenges. But then what was happening to me, that transition and that tra sort of transformation and in my mindset, I was then bringing that back into the workplace and asking for more and, you know, mm. saying, you know, being part of this really high, high, high growth environment um, and having so much hunger and drive and motivation for it. So it was really a, you know, a very unique time. Um, and it was like a domino effect, you know, everything was fueling the other thing. And so, you know, my, the, the people that I worked with, like, they absolutely love that. They just lapped it up. <laughs> like, great. Yeah. Someone here who's like super hungry, super driven, yeah. you know, got loads of energy to make this happen. But um, it got to the point where, you know, I was sort of, you know, I was a couple of years into that and, um, at the point that I did quit my job, I was 27. Um, and, you know, I had share options in the business and it was sort of like, okay, well, stay for another couple of years. Um, you know, you'll get the payout, all this kind of stuff. But I really needed something to get my teeth stuck into. And the message that I was having back from them was like, no, just stay in your zone, stay doing what you're doing, just keep tapping it out. Mm. And I, you know, I knew I always knew that this wasn't the path for me. I I never, even when I was younger, I never saw myself doing, you know, nine to five, but I got into it for a variety of reasons and it ticked loads of boxes for me. Um, but I guess that it, it just built up to this point of like, okay, well, I do believe there's so much more out there for me and I could see the, the world, you know, taking off. Like it was really just the start of social media and people were, running businesses from anywhere in the world like there wasn't the whole digital nomad scene but people were doing that they were making these businesses happen and I was you know I had to be in this office to do my job to run my team and you know we were like underneath this railway arch um no natural light coming in and I just thought this is so restrictive you know I could I could uh, and there's a whole world out there and Basically, after kind of a multiple of different um, attempts to try and create something for me to really aim for um, and feeling like the door was being closed in my face each time, um, it just it was just making me increasingly unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I had to have a really hard look at that and just say, you know, well, maybe this is the time for me to 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 take myself off and see what else is out there for me. 
And I remember having a conversation with um, with somebody that I was, it was sort of a, being a bit of a mentor to me at the time. And this one night he said to me, Sophie, a ship in a harbour is safe, but that's not what a ship was built for. Go sailing. And that <laughs> completely fired me up. And I just thought, you know, I'm making this decision to stay because it's safe and it's known and it's secure and we're going to sell the business and we're going to make loads of money. Like that was inevitable coming up in the next few years. And I could, I could look into my future and I could see exactly what my future, you know, in and out, but what it would look like. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll still be having the same conversations on the phone. I'll be with the same people. I'll be, you know, I'll be having adventures and I'll be earning money and I'll be doing all these things. But, it very much felt to me like if you make this decision now to choose money and security over actually putting yourself out into the world and seeing who you could be and what you could really create with your life, like that will become part of me. And I will always be that I will always continue to kind of make those decisions. Yeah. Or you can put yourself out into the world, into the complete and utter unknown and just go for it. And and once I started to let myself think about what I would do if I did quit my job, it just completely and utterly fired me up and there was really no turning back. Um so yeah, the, the decision the decision was actually made quite quickly. Um yeah. and then um and then I I you know I I handed my notice and I was out of there within a matter of weeks um yeah. because it was just before Christmas the way that you know dates lined and stuff like that yeah um yeah and then just kind of like looking what 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 am I going to do in my life now yeah and can you maybe just talk about um what some of the the sorts of challenges that you were doing whilst you were still working because perhaps people listening might not know um exactly what what kinds of things you're talking about in terms of the challenges you were pushing yourself to do at the weekends and in holidays and um, but maybe just give us an example of, of of something you did because that will set the scene for then what you came on to do a bit later 100 percent. so the first ever challenge was an adventure race in the jungle of borneo yeah um, because i don't do things by heart so. <laughs> um i went off to borneo with 40 people i'd never met and we spent 10 days adventure racing, doing all kinds of incredible things from running through the jungle, mountain biking, kayaking, whitewater rafting. We made camps in the middle of the jungle. Well, we actually got helicoptered into the jungle one night <laughs> and then we like made our own camps wow. with a machete and hammocks. And and then the race culminated um, with climbing Mount Kinabalu, which is the highest mountain in Southeast Asia. Yeah, And then we came back down and we all had this huge party at a five-star hotel on the beach. And I was just like, and this was like my first holiday that I'd, you know, I'd, I'd kind of saved for. And I, my first proper holiday with annual leave, which I actually thought was like the coolest thing ever, that you get paid <laughs> <on> holiday. <laughs> it's like, you know, when you were a student and then yeah. you're like, someone's actually paying me while I'm on holiday. <laughs> I thought, okay, I'm going to go and do something really cool with this. Yeah. Um, and in the process of training for this uh, this challenge, um, I started doing a Brit, uh, military boot camps in London. I got a bike. I started commuting to work. Yeah. So I just I just started. I was just like, gosh, before then I was spending so much time in the pub after work. And then this gave me like a real opportunity to just start to change all of my habits and get yeah. fit. And I just absolutely loved it. Like I was there, rain, snow, 
wind it didn't matter I was there I was doing the burpees I was doing the press-ups I was piggybacking people around Hyde Park at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> you know and then going to work with like mud in my hair I just didn't care I was having so much fun yeah and everyone was like wow this is a huge transformation for you um so needless to say the, the Kinabalu challenge completely changed my life and I was it was a light bulb moment for me of like ah oh, this is how I'm going to become the person that I want to become this is where I'm going to build this strength this resilience this confidence this bravery this ability to go and set myself goals and actually for the first time in my life I realized like no one is going to stand in the way of making me happen making it happen mm. but also no one's going to make it you know make it happen for me either yeah. it's like yeah. in contrast to the corporate environment you know I couldn't just dream the biggest thing that I possibly wanted to do and go make it happen because they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, maybe in like four to five years, you could be managing a team. <laughs> and whereas in, in the mountains, you know, there's no limits and you can say, oh, I want to go climb Mont Blanc. And then you just figure out a way to go and ha make it happen. Yeah. So the Borneo challenge um, turned into, I also, as training for that, I did the three peaks challenge in the UK I think that's where I first um, came across your your um, work, actually, because I think you wrote an article in a um, in a magazine, a, a kind of I don't know what magazine, a cycling magazine or or an outdoors magazine. I can't remember, but I read it. it was it the one that you did with? Um, I was Sean. Sean, yeah. yeah. I think that's where I first came across you randomly, um, and I found I, I read that article and I found that really inspiring. And I think then I like looked you up on on Twitter. I think it was at the time, and kind of followed you ever since. Um, so it's interesting you mentioned that because that's definitely I think where I first came across your work. <laughs> I love that, and yeah. So then I got into triathlon, and then I I really loved the cycling part of triathlon. So I mm. I was like, oh, what what could I do on my bike and my grandmother lived in Paris, so I was like, oh, I know, let's cycle from London to Paris in 24 hours. Wow. And all this stuff, I was just like, oh, that's an awesome idea. Let's go and do it. And yeah. it didn't matter to me whether I had the kit or, you know, none of my friends were interested in this. They were all just busy going to the pub and doing their jobs. Yeah. But, you know, I was like early 20s at this time. Um, But then, but I just didn't care. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just find some random people who want to cycle to Paris with me. And, you know, didn't matter that I'd only ever cycled 40 miles once. Yeah. Didn't matter that I didn't know how to change the puncture. Like, none of this stuff mattered to me. I was like, it's fine. Didn't matter that I didn't have kit. You know, fine. Get some kit. Yeah. Okay, let's change the puncture. But what I had, you know, what I had in, in space was a huge amount of drive and motivation. And, you know, and, I, and what I've learned throughout all of my challenges is that is incredible incredibly powerful you know, the power of our mind and our our motivation and our drive when we really want to go and do something we can overcome absolutely anything yeah um and so yeah so those are kind of I mean apart I, I was also doing like adventure racing in the UK um I then massively fell in love with the idea of I think I'd always been drawn to mountains um and I I decided I wanted to climb Mont Blanc yeah. Um, so I basically got to work on that plan, um, signed up for a course, you know, went again, had no idea what I was doing, like, you know, but people just didn't care. They were they were really willing to take me underneath their wing because I never pretended that I did know what I was doing. I yes. did have all the I had all the idea. I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing, but 
when I turned up to these things, they were like, wow, who's this person? Because she's just got <laughs> so much drive and, and motivation and, and, and energy to go and, and make this happen. Yeah. Um, so they were really willing to like take me underneath their wing. Um, so Mont Blanc sparked a whole passion for mountaineering. And I was going ice climbing in Scotland in my February holidays and winters and stuff like that. Um, what else was I doing? Um, yeah, that's probably it. Like, yeah. just did you find yeah. that the people? Because it strikes me that perhaps each time you put yourself in a, a new challenge situation, that you would obviously be surrounded by other people that were also wanting to do similar things. And did that um, was that enthusiasm of others quite uh, infectious? And and I suppose did that also lead to the next thing, kind of quite organically through meeting people? That's a really good question. And I, now I'm thinking about, it, I don't really think it did. I, I think that it was just, I was just like, I was just like, right, this is what I want to do, you know, and I would put myself in different situations all the time, you know, whether it's triathlon, like when I, when I signed up for an Ironman, for example, I was like, oh, I should probably do some proper training. So I joined the, the, my local triathlon club. I think I went to one of their training sessions and then, and then I just signed up for their training camp in Spain. And I remember getting to the airport and they were like, who are you? Like, we, <laughs> we've never seen you before. You haven't been to any of the training sessions. And now you're just coming on our camp, you know, and I just didn't care. Like, and and they, again, the same thing, you know, all the people there, they had like really expensive bikes. And my bike was really just, just an average bike. And they were kind of like, this is such a rogue bike. You know, this is such a rogue thing to do. But again, like the same thing happened where a couple of days into the the training camp, you know, I was up there riding with the the strongest guys and, you know, and, 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 you know, it just didn't really, it doesn't really matter what your bike is or whether it's yeah. making noises. And they were just like, this. they thought that I, that they all thought that I'd rented it because they were like, no one would bring a bike like that to out to Spain. Um you know, I think it's definitely, it is, it is amazing meeting people. And um, I would say the biggest thing for me was that I was really like a sponge and I was learning so much along the way and I was learning about nutrition and training and, you know, and I, I loved, you know, I, I definitely loved meeting people, but I, I, I really felt very much that I was driving all of that forward. I wasn't like meeting someone and then they say, oh, come do this with me. I was just like, going and doing something complete you know whatever yeah. it inspired me next yeah that's amazing you obviously just had such drive and such determination of 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 wanting to uh keep doing things that inspired you that yeah it didn't really matter what was going on around you you were just going to do it anyway which is hugely inspirational I think what have been some of the um the challenges so I don't mean challenges in the sense of you doing your challenges but what have been some of the maybe um, more difficult aspects of of moving your life into this direction and particularly after you um, quit your nine to five job what have been some of the uh, things that you've perhaps found more difficult to um, to manage okay so after I quit my nine to five job um, the feeling was like you know, when you go to like the leisure, leisure center and you go down one of these water slides and everyone at the top, everyone's like really excited. And then, you know, you go down this water slide and it's kind of terrifying and exciting and all of the things. And then at the end, you get shot out into this deep pool of water. <laughs> and for a moment, you think like 
you're going to die and you can't swim and you don't know which way is the surface and stuff yeah. like that. That's basically how I felt in the process of quitting my job. Okay. It was like, so exciting, made this big decision, going to go on the slide. Da, 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 da. Everyone was like, great, what are you going to do? Da, da, da. And then it was like, the reality was I was shot out into this plunge pool, which was the beginning of January. And um, and I just, I, I didn't really know which way was up or down or what to do. And I just, I, I very much felt like I was drowning. Um, instantly, I felt very overwhelmed by the weight of the decision that I'd mm. made. Um, I felt very, very lost without any structure. You know, it's like, it, it, there are just so many things that a nine to five gives you that you don't realize the impact of them until it's gone. It's like, you know, it's the structure it's it's you know it's it's the identity piece it's all the yeah. things like knowing that you're you're doing a job and you're good at it and you're going to get paid you know that yeah. whole exchange of value um and I guess it, just having a routine as well yeah, of, yeah exactly having to get the up routine. at a certain time and be somewhere every day um yeah is, is it, that routine is what humans in lots of respects kind of crave and need within reason I guess 100% like we're all creatures of habit mm. and you know so without that it was like all of that stripped away and and you know and then in you know I had some money saved up um but you start to burn through that yeah. money quite quickly when you're not earning it each month to pay your your monthly salary and in, in, sorry your monthly rent in London yeah. so you know yeah originally in the beginning it was really daunting and it was really scary and I remember actually for the first time in my life, I didn't even want to get out of bed. I think I was like, right. I, I actually just, it completely took away all my motivation. And my partner at the time was so supportive. And he was like, he was running his own business and he was part of this really cool co-working space in East London. I mean, again, it was like back when, you know, it didn't really happen. It, they were so rare, those kind of things. And it was called bathtub to boardroom. It was really cool. They literally had a bathtub in it and they had a puppy <laughs> palm trees and it was in this beautiful church and he said to me why don't you get a desk here uh for a month and you know come do some work with me on my business and you know and then you can we can go to work together and he was just like you've got to get up you've got to just put one foot in yeah. front of the neck you've got to make this happen and so yeah and then I and I, so I started to do that and and I remember I sat down on the first day and I think I wrote a blog on my on my blog um and I was like, here I am, you know, at the helm of my life, yeah. driving it forward, completely in control now. And I just literally took out like, like, you know, a blank piece of paper and some coloring pens. And I just started mind mapping. And I was like, this is, you know, what's really amazing is when you get to pull together all the different threads of your life and all the different passions that you have. And you know, I'd been really in, invested in youth development. I was so passionate and, and interested in using the outdoors to help people, you know, go through difficult times in their lives and come out the other side. Um, you know, I'd had this incredible experience building startups. I, I was very, you know, um, very good at, you know, business development and stuff like that. Um, and then I had obviously just had this huge burning desire to go out and champion this message of challenging ourselves and, you know what can happen if we do that and so I just started my mapping them all and I started to kind of bring them together and and I also was like right I need to earn money 
Um, and so I, I believe that anybody, you know, once you've established yourself in a career and you've you've got a certain amount of experience, most of us can do that freelance, you know, on a kind of consulting freelance basis if we yeah. want to. And, you know, it, it's not the same. Like, obviously, I'd gone from managing a team of 30 people at the UK's fastest growing tech startup to then doing you know business development it was it was a it was the actual job that I'd done years before but I, didn't care. I was like okay this this definitely feels in most ways like I'm going backwards but if I have to go backwards in, in order to to go sideways and take a huge leap forward then that's what I do and I think that's like a thing that a lot of people are afraid of doing they don't want to earn less money they don't want to take any steps backwards basically and sometimes in life you really do have to do that so so yeah so I just kind of started and I started doing consulting work for startups um and that was you know enough for like a couple of days a week and that gave me the opportunity to earn some money have that structure all that kind of stuff but at the same time to you know, build Challenge Sophie, even though I didn't know what Challenge Sophie was going to become. But actually, I was just like, this feels incredible to me and really aligned, you know, and I'm just going to I'm just going to see what what it's going to become. Can you talk to us a little bit about how um, taking that step to to building Challenge Sophie has allowed maybe your um, your career and your lifestyle um to be more creative I wonder if if you feel that that is the case and if so how that sort of manifested itself I love that question I absolutely feel it's the case and I remember you know a lot of a lot of well a lot of jobs that we do we we do it you know a huge part of it on autopilot and you know we end up kind of having the same sort of speaking the same lingo and having the same conversations and stuff like that and I remember thinking like I really want to use my brain and I really want to you know be more creative and yeah. my creative outlets are writing um their photography um and I actually really love creating like you know I, I absolutely love like creating brands and projects and stuff like that like with when I created trailblazers um which is my youth empowerment program to build confidence and courage in in teenage girls that are struggling with mental health issues you know I just I loved every part of it I love like coming up with the name and and the mission statement and the the branding and the logo and like and then you you put something out into the world that actually didn't exist before and it 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 integrates with you people in the world and they love it and it means something to them and it helps them with their own identity and it becomes their identity and it's just it's just a really beautiful thing so I would say that a hundred percent I you know a huge part of my work is 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 massively being creative and you know all of like the content side of things um when I'm preparing for keynote talks that I'm giving um you know when especially when I make films I've had the opportunity to to make films with all kinds of brands. I recently just did one with Morgan Cars in Scotland. And, you know, it's like, it's such an incredible experience because it's like, they've got the car and they've got their brand and their, their kind of values, but they came to me because they were like, so many people who drive our cars, you know, they're very protective of them and they 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 drive them, you know, just down to the the pub or whatever on a Sunday. But they were like, we want to show that this is a vehicle for adventure. We want yeah. to inspire 
our community to go on adventures, to go and live their lives and not wait, you know, and then life passes you by and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So they, and they were like, I want to go and do this in Scotland with you. And I was like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> exciting. So it's almost like you're given this blank canvas between like me and the car and Scotland. And then, you know, also to the filmmaker as well. And just how that all comes about and, you know, this beautiful canvas of Scotland, which is just the most incredible place on the planet for me. Um, it, it's just amazing. And I feel so grateful. And then you create this piece of, of content, like this beautiful film we created. I think it's like five minutes long. And the messages I received from people who who watched it, like it really touched them and resonated with them. And I think it's 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 something that I'm I feel so grateful to be able to do. Um and I think it's it is really amazing to be able to create in that kind of way. Yeah. And actually something has just struck me as you've been saying all of that is I wonder if for, and this is perhaps the case for for all of us that when you're creating something for another organization a company you work for in your nine to five job or, or something similar perhaps that creativity doesn't feel quite so powerful as to when it's compared with creating something for yourself which is like for you your own brand so you know doing all that planning but it's you're planning stuff that means something personal to you as well as it being part of your work and perhaps that allows the creativity to flow more I, I don't know yeah, I, lo I love that. I, I and I, I really resonate with that because it's like a, it's it's it comes from you. You know, mm. it's an expression of you, and that's that's the place where it's like really you're going. Well, this is I can only speak for myself, but I feel like I I take what's in my heart and in my mind, and you know, in like the experiences that have made me who I am, and I use those to then create a story um, that will resonate with people. Yeah. And I think it means so much to, more to people when it really does come from the heart and, and you believe in it. I think that comes through and it certainly comes through to me and everything that I've you know seen that you've done. Um, but I think in general, that's the way we, as humans we connect with other people. If we really believe in something that somebody is presenting to us or something that somebody else is doing, um, that belief and that creativity, I think, really just flows through in a different way to when we're working for other other people I guess um, yeah absolutely yeah what advice do you have for anyone listening who's considering either making a big career change or just a big kind of change in their life in in some way do you have any pieces of, of wisdom or advice that you um, would like to share <laughs> I, I would say that you know my message isn't quit your job and go for your dreams you know, it's a very personal decision and it needs to be, you know, obviously thought out on multiple different levels. Um, and it's interesting, that thing that you've just said about creativity, because when you're worried about money, you do not care about creativity. You're like, I'm going to get a job in McDonald's because I need to earn some money. Like it, 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 it threatens you at your very core, you know, that survival feeling. So you know it's all well and good being like oh yeah I'll get to be more creative and stuff like that but when you're building something from scratch like you know it is hard and it really takes a lot of time um I feel like for me I always had the mindset of, and it's interesting because I think actually no I, I remember getting paid to write about one of my ventures one of my cycling to Paris 
uh, Cycling London to Paris and 24 Hours Adventures for a magazine. And I got paid £50 for it. And I think that was the first time, this was when I was still in my job, but it was the first time I got paid outside of my job for doing something that I was in the sort of challenge Sophie space. And I remember thinking like, that's proof of concept. And, you know, £50 can turn into 500, can turn to 5,000. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, you've got that mindset of like, you, but you have to start small and you have to build and you have to be prepared, I think, to take, like I said, to be able to go backwards in order yes. to go. And almost like a, a game of snakes and ladders, like you might feel like you've been sent back to square one, but then being at that square one enables you to go sideways and then you can go like leaps and frogs forward because you're on a completely different path. Um, I think the other thing that was really scary for me was like I'd invested so much time and energy into building my career in the, the world of startups yes and I was so worried like oh is all this going to go to waste if I just jump ship and go and do something different and so really trusting that everything that you've ever put time and energy into will always be valuable and it, it will actually like the paths always do converge in the end and even yeah. though you think oh well how's, how's you know that thing that I, I spent a couple of years getting into, you know, whether it's a hobby or, or a sport or anything that you do, it will always converge in the end when you're, when you're doing your own thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think that also the other thing is a lot of people wait for the perfect opportunity and they'll say, you know, it's like waiting for this light bulb moment or waiting for, you know, oh, I'd love to move countries, but I'd only do it if or when I got offered a job and it was more money and it was a better, you know, job promotion for me. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way sometimes. No. Like we have to put ourselves out there. We have to take these big leaps. And I'm a really big believer that when you when you make bold moves, the universe responds and, you know, you're not someone who's, like I made a massive commitment to myself. Like I'm going to be a, a doer, not a talker. So yes, you know, I'm putting myself in the situation where it was like, I've made this decision that meant that people responded to me in a very, very different way to if I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about quitting my yeah. job. If I was quitting my job. Would I potentially be able to talk to you about how we could work together or opportunities? Like when I was there and I, I made that decision, I was in those shoes that moved things around me in a very, very different way. Well, and I think also people um, are sometimes a little taken aback by that uh, attitude to things, but they're also, uh, they they have confidence in you when you have confidence in yourself about something, don't they? And so it, it breeds its own form of um, of confidence, just being quite decisive about that. I can totally see how that happens. 100%. Yeah. And your, um, I thought I have to have to get this into here, in here somehow, but um your kind of motto, if you like, is one life, live it. Can you just mention a little bit about what that means to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that came to me when I was 18. I was traveling, living in Mexico. And I, I think that I I just always, I've always just been so enthralled ever since I was a child about the concept of life. And I just always been so excited to kind of like go out and, and you know, make, you know, make it mine, really. Um, like once you get through all of the education and all the stuff that you have to do, I was just like, oh, wow, like there's this huge wide world out there. And there's so many things that we could be and so many things that we can do. And 
I never really, you know, saw myself just kind of like following a normal path. Um, and I think that, but a few things happened to me when I was younger and especially around that time. And when I was 18, I was in Mexico, my mom got diagnosed with uh, cancer. Oh gosh. And it just, it just made me think like, we just have no idea what's around the corner. Yeah. And, you know, we, we really owe it to ourselves and to, to, to life in general to go and live it as much as possible um and you know just not wanting to be held back by fears or limiting beliefs or you know yeah just really just that feeling of like being galvanized and just just taking your life into your own hands and and going with it and, and having all of the experiences and um all of the fun and all of the adventures and all the travels you know obviously within realms of what you know each of us is, is able to do um but I think for so many of us like we we do have so much opportunity but we we wait you know we wait for someone to come and do it with us we yeah. wait for permission from other people that's a huge thing I hear when I'm working with the the girls in trailblazers they're like yeah. oh but how did you do this when other people didn't you know agree or didn't yeah. you know didn't give you permission I don't need validation from other no. people for for what what I want to do or who I want to be. You know, we're never going to get everyone to agree with us and think it's a great idea. We have to trust our own intuition yeah. and our own instincts. Um, and so yeah, so for me, one life live it is like literally we do have this one life and we have no idea when it's ever going to be taken away from us. Mm -hmm. And I want to squeeze out every last drop of living in that life. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think um, that's a great um, motto to end our chat on. Um, Sophie, thank you. I've so, so enjoyed chatting to you today. And uh, I know that I'll be excited to kind of keep following your um, your challenges on, on Instagram and on your blog. Can you just um, let us know where we can read more about your work? 100%. Um, so it's very easy. I'm at Challenge Sophie. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and my website is challengesophie.com. Um, there's, I would also say like, um, you know, when you, when you do kind of quit your job and do your own thing, then, you, you know, you're constantly sort of developing new strings to your bow. And over the last couple of years, um, alongside like running trailblazers and um, all the work I do as an adventure athlete, working with different brands and stuff like that, um and I also um I have a personal trainer and a mindset coach and I think it's just for me it's like using taking all of the experiences that I've had all of the tools that I've developed and putting them into programs and opportunities for people to for me to support them on their own journey in life is is just a magical um so yeah if anybody wants to get in touch and ask any questions or and talk to me about other, any areas of my work or want any support on their journey, then I'd love to hear from you. Brilliant. Well, thank you so very much. It's been great to talk to you today. So welcome. Thanks so much, Hannah. That was Sophie Roberts talking to Hannah Ash on the Shea Honey podcast. In two weeks' time, I'll be sharing the 13th and final episode in this series of Inspiring Creative Career Change. Subscribe to my Substack, shayhoney.substack.com to find out who my final podcast guest will be. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you'll join me again next time.